Mouse and Weens. That's us. I am the mouse. I am the married one. I know. Do our voices sound really similar? I was wondering if people can tell us apart. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, someone said I have like a whiskey voice. Whiskey. Do I sound sound sultry? Watch. Hi. (laughs) McGuff. (laughs) Do I? Yes, very sultry. Especially the sexy McGuff. That's a hot hot word there. Anytime you want to show that you're dripping with sex, you just say McGuff. (laughs) Totally makes sense. I get it. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Yahooey. Really quick, I want to... Say thank you to the girls at the Bad at Love podcast. Um, they gave us a really nice shout out, and I'd like to do the same back and hope that everyone can go listen to them. Bad at Love. I think you have to spell the whole thing out and find them on super all cute social show. media. Yeah, it's super cute. They um, talk about their love lives and their past and read old poems, and it's I really like their dynamic. So we yeah. want to be their friends. We this like is them. one of your favorites, if I recall. Yes, it is. Yay. Bad Yay. at love. So there you go. So, Weens, how are you? Tell me <clears throat> everything lately. What have you been up to? We haven't talked in a little while. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I've been up to a whole lot of nothing, which is great. <laughs> Still <laughs> like in the like... hiatus, huh? Good. Yeah, I could do this for a long time. Good. This is great. Well, this yeah. is good. You're living the artist life. You get to kind of create and think and brood. It's good. Get to brood. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of like self work. I'm so sick of myself. <laughs> it's, so, it's the most. Well, I realize. Look, when you don't have children and everything, you kind of become. I will speak for myself. Yes. Self. <laughs> self. <of> self. Self. <laughs> yeah. You become self-absorbed a little bit. It's like. What am I doing in the world? How can I fix myself? Mm-hmm. Am I show so some of it can be good and some can be just a big old wank fest. <laughs> I, there's probably a fine line. <laughs> but then um, when you have children, guess what happens? Yeah. You don't have time to think about yourself as much. Is this true? True. Yes. You do think about them obsessively, but then you just worry about the fact that you yourself are not fulfilling them well enough and then it becomes a guilt thing which is also kind of a self thing so self self self, self. <laughs> yeah i know you're gonna you know launch i don't know to see the life through the eyes of the child that's probably invigorating mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no i'm <laughs> just kidding no, it's good. I, I It's fine. It's very balanced right now. It feels like I'm doing an okay job. They're happy. Life is good. Um, but yeah, there's always that self-doubt and always wanting to be better, which is good. I think that's a good human motivation. And what are you doing to kind of self, self, self-fix yourself? <laughs> I can't think of any words. Um, there's, you know, just like check it before you wreck it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what does that mean? 
Are you going to counseling, therapy? Are you reading books? Are you watching videos? Meeting with friends? Yes. All those things. I'm doing a lot of uh, socializing with my pals, which is good. And I'm doing my best to... I have a tendency to sit in my little room. Mm. And I don't know. Are you a... uh, I somewhat can isolate. Maybe that's from doing a lot of the artistry. Yeah. (laughs) Writing. (laughs) And sitting and writing scripts and things and spending, I used to be very focused and like 10 hour days, mm-hmm. I could just sit at a laptop and work, 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 work. Right. And, but all with this purpose of like getting somewhere and getting this thing made and setting these deadlines and goals and yep. kind of going crazy. And then I think I just didn't develop a lot of, you know, stronger bonds with people. And now that I am this lovely age, I think I've <laughs> just shifted priorities a little bit of, Learn how to balance your life and go hang out with friends. Right. And go out and find out about other people's lives and have dinners and go do healthy things like take hikes and That's you great. Know, I know. Balance. Every time I call you it feels like you have a plan, like, Oh, I'm about to go meet so and so for lunch or Yeah, it's great. That's good for you. You need that. So Yeah, good. I think it's a little little nicer. It took me about forty three years to figure that out. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, should do the same the, thing. You've always been way more social. You're like a book clubber and a yeah. stroller strides mom. I've kind of fallen I, off lately though. I've just become busy and I like yeah, I'm going through an introverted phase right now. So I'm kinda... Oh my god, you gotta talk about because that party that you had the other night. Oh right. Well yeah, we have our occasional huge party and then I'm like retreat, retreat. So this last party, so Cinco de Mayo down here in San Diego big deal and a friend and I decided to co-host it over at our house so we put it all together invited a bunch of families so it turned out I think there's close to about 40 people here half of which were kids and all usually my kids age so in the 10 year old range and predominantly boys so lots of little 10 year old prepubescent boys running around we opened our pool and you know we're around on one side of the house where the barbecue is drinking and music playing and just chit chat eating and the pool is kind of around the corner um and we have parents kind of coming and going watching it's fine and you just can't calm these boys down it's crazy so I got rid of all the inflatables because last year we did this and they popped everything so this year I just got the, the cheap pool noodles well they became weapons so it's this huge battle and you know Avengers just came out and so Everybody's like choosing characters and ah, it was this huge battle scene and they're jumping and going crazy. Does anyone choose little Groot? You know, Groot is very popular. Yeah. This is uh, the other movie though. So, right? Avengers. Oh. Groot guys in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I just, I could just see that being the big superhero someone chooses and they just. Probably. I don't know. I was kind of like running around filling up guacamole bowls and uh, all of a sudden there's the screaming and mom runs around the corner and goes, call 911. And we're like, what? And, you know, of course we go running over there. Someone grabs their phone. They call 911. A boy had come up like surface from under the water right as another boy was jumping into the water. So they collided and he snapped his neck. And so the mom, two moms jumped in the pool Jeez. and they were holding him floating in the, in the water, stabilizing his neck. And he's just screaming bloody murder. It was so Ugh. scary. And 
finally the ambulance came, the paramedics were there, they put him on one of those backboards and took him off to get x-rayed and MRI and everything. It turns out he's fine. It was just a muscle thing, they think. He is still, we're waiting for results of an MRI. But oh my God, it was the scariest thing. <sighs> so then, you know, how does the party continue after that? So they scooted out on the ambulance and we still hung out and then we had someone get stung in the boob by a bee that was fun <laughs> that that, yeah just a bee flew into her shirt and she was wow so we were putting ice on boobs and that was yeah cinco de aucho is what we called the whole party because uh, really? then a boy stepped on a bee and then at the end of the night my friend decided to go down we have this little super drunk right yeah we have this hill with a long sidewalk and these little cars and she was like watch this you know crazy mom going down the hill on the little car and she flipped the front wheel around and flew off and skidded down the hill scraping Ugh. up her entire left ass cheek down the leg knee Ugh. ankle yeah major road rash so she was that hobbling around Anytime yeah road rash like that. it's the worst so yeah, everybody got hurt, and they were like, nice party. <laughs> it was just... And I remember you <sighs> prepping for the party, and you go, oh, I kind of don't want to do this. And you're like, this is my last it's... hosting. I really don't want to, but I know. it turned into a co-host thing where the other girl was like, hey, yeah. let's do this party together. And you're like, cool, what a good idea. Can we do it at your house? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, well, we have the pool, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and it's scary. It's the liability thing, too. You hear about all these injuries happening and luckily these are all our really good friends and i think it'll be just fine but oi yeah so Remember now i'm when we retreat. had so growing up mouse and i had a trampoline that we got from our aunt julia is Can that who we it? got it from yeah I, I think she was the one that oh, goes yeah. i thought it came from one of dad's connections with pe oh huh okay cool. but either way yeah we had this giant trampoline so we became the cool house that all the kids came to mm -hmm. and like all the little skateboard rat kids and the ones that wanted to do all these flips and tricks and like all the high octane little nerd guys. <laughs> so I just remember we just, and it was constant injuries because all you did was, you know, you're just like this rat monkey kid flying off. And then there were, you know, it was one of those old school ones that has the giant springs. It was like an Olympic size. Yeah, big Remember? rectangular, nothing, <laughs> no walls around it, no nets, nothing. Yeah. Yep. So then all you do is go do a flip and land on the springs with your wiener or vagina. <laughs> so I just remember so many ball hugs and you know, in the backyard, just like, ah, ah, <laughs> just old nut squishers. Uh, and people so, ending up in trees and on the ground yeah, and just, just fully like on bodies. their neck on the tan bark below. Right. So then dad, you know, he heard, this was like way before the time of litigious nation that we have now right. so it was like a weird thing that he wanted all the kids to sign their name on a piece of right. paper saying which would have zero up it would not be upheld in any sort of court, court of law yeah. law yeah little kids doing this but but even then i was so embarrassed like dad what don't, are you doing don't make cool mario sign the thing <laughs> yeah or in your there case no Marius. puck right didn't thing. you say you brought all those guys over from San Francisco or Oakland or wherever, and you're like, oh yeah, well you met this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy. I'm like, what? Who were the the people that you said I met that were like in bands and stuff? 
Probably the Primus guys, Pitchford and those guys. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. Or the Green Day guys? Oh, <clears throat> the Rancid guys. I don't think they ever came to... No, that was later. Oh. Anyway. Um... <laughs> all I remember is just lots of, yeah, long-haired boys. I have stories about all those people, too, that are kind of funny, like the Rancid guys and the Green Day guys, because those guys all were Yeah, what are these stories? I, I, I don't even like know Berkeley any of these stories. I mean, they're not that exciting, but, I mean, are we going to stay on point here? Do you want to go just completely off topic? Oh, I don't care. I mean, oh. when do we stay on point? Yeah, we can oh. talk about whatever you want. Okay, you brought up the puck, so we should do, I will tell the story of my good buddy, yeah. Puck, from the real world. My first good boyfriend bad. was the guitar and bass technician of the band Primus, mm. who was just coming, they were playing $6 shows in Berkeley. And yeah, this is right at the beginning and, of the whole funk scene, right? And Yeah, it was this weird movement. I think it started, I don't even know how it started, started, but Chili Peppers in L.A. were a part yeah. of it, like Fishbone. We had a very specific Bay Area thing that happened because yeah. my, my last 10-year boyfriend was a musician, you know, guitarist, and we talk a lot about music and he was like, yeah, we just didn't have that in Southern California. I don't think it was going on anywhere, but the Bay area. Yeah. Oakland, Berkeley, cool, like weird white funk scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> or just funk in general, but it turned into like a weird white funk frontman, kind of like the chili peppers. Yeah. It just like exploded. And I don't know if that's that and hundred monkeys theory where it just like emerges at the same time everywhere. But Ooh, what's that theory? I don't know. Oh, that. I don't, I, I, I don't, would be an idiot if I tried to speak <laughs> on it. But there's a theory that, you know, back in the times that... Uh, back in the times, whatever that means. <laughs> I'm trying to sound smart and I just sound like a dork. Back in the times. What does that mean? Nothing. Back in the day, there was... Someone recorded some shit where different islands such as Papua New Guinea... And let's say a weird area in Africa, there were, they started to like use tools at the same time and they started uh. to evolve language at the same time and they started to, and so the theory was somewhere like in the ether, people were somehow like communicating non-verbally across the, okay. and kind of evolving around the same time without connecting with each other. Wow. I like that. That's neat. Fact check. The hundredth monkey effect is a hypothetical phenomenon in which a new behavior or idea is claimed to spread rapidly by unexplained means from one group to all related groups once a critical number of members of one group exhibit the new behavior or acknowledge the new idea. Which is also like, you know, if you, that butterfly effect, yeah. right? That, yeah, that yeah, butterfly yeah. flaps its wings. And, and they're also doing a lot of studies now where they're actually able to, under microscopes, see thoughts. Thoughts what? are actual, they're, uh, everything is energy, apparently, if you, you know, you're the scientist, but my understanding I would like is to see you... this data, please. <laughs> <laughs> Send me the peer-reviewed <clears throat> journal articles. Um, yes. Well, I do remember seeing, like, water crystallizing in the water, like, with love thoughts does yeah. one thing versus hate thoughts does another or something. True, 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 but I will have to look into this further and report back. Okay. okay, so but back to back to the important stuff. Parliament. Pack I remember Parliament being a oh. big thing. Everybody like went old school too. Like looked into old funk and 
Yeah, chili yeah I don't peppers. know why, why that happened the way that it did, but maybe it just emerges. Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. Either way. White Either Boy way. Funk. So that's where I met Puck was backstage at when I was with the boyfriend at the Primus show. And mm-hmm. I don't know what, how I met him or whatever, but anyway. Somehow, was his name Puck then too? Was he like Mr. No, it's, it was Dave Rainey. Actually, yeah, I think people did call him that, but I always yeah. called him. Dave. I always thought it was weird when people gave themselves nicknames. Yeah, like Mouse and Weens. Like, <laughs> what the fuck do they think they're doing? What a bunch of jerks. <laughs> I know, come on. <laughs> I will now be called Weens. I wanted at one point to be called Sax, S-A-X. I remember when you went through Cherry. You dyed your hair bright red and your name was Cherry. Remember that? My friend Sam, whose name was Kim, her real name was Kim. <laughs> of course. People to call her Sam. She would call me Cherry. Did I want to? I probably just, yeah, you know, it makes you feel more cool to have yeah. a nickname. But Sax was your name too? I didn't hear that one. When I was younger, you know, so I was funny. in love with the saxophone player, Danny, in third grade. And I oh, like, I know who you're And then I wanted like a cool name. I think it was like probably based off of Where the Wild Things Are, Max. And then I like the sax. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds cool, like short and cool. <laughs> Can you imagine if oh. my name now, like, yeah. Saxon? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my anyway, gosh. Did you ever have any nicknames? Um, I loved Laura Ingalls Wilder, so I wanted to be called Laura. And wow. I also liked boy names, too. I thought it was cool to be kind of like a tomboy, so I liked... Um, Sam, I thought it was cool. And Ralph. Tony. Yeah, Ralph. <laughs> Bill. Please call me Bill. Yeah. yeah, no. So nothing too off the wall, though. It was very, cool. yeah, boring. That's awesome. But... All right, I'm going to bring us back on topic. Yes. Okay, so we met, uh, I met him somehow. We saw each other probably a few more shows. Back in those days, in the early 90s in the Bay Area, it was, for me, it was all about going to shows and music. Yeah. So you would just run into the same people. I used to hang out at the Berkeley Square, which was this club yeah. on Shattuck, I think. I can't mm-hmm. remember. University. That was my stomping grounds. That was a little more like Fishbone, Primus, Mr. Bungle. I kind of was into more groovy music. Oh, yeah. Mr. Bungle. I forgot about them. Oh, so good. And I was in love with Mike Patton, of course. Who, yeah. That's a whole other story. But um, Faith No More, right? He went on. Yeah. That was when Epic, that song was out. And he was so gorgeous to me. Mm. A lot of people thought he was very cute. Yes. I'm not the only one. But I did meet him a couple times. And he did look at me and said, hi. He stopped <laughs> at the top of the stairways and turned around and said, hello. Ooh. And I said, you are a head turner. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, um, he also lives up the street. I just found out. Oh, so really? anyway, we <clears throat> that was my scene. We also hung out at Gilman and Ivy Room and Mallard Club. These are all places that wow. little punky. Anyway, Puck. I, don't I met remember somehow. Any of these places. Elbow Room was that one of them too? That was San Francisco, probably. Huh? I think that was San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. We would go to Bottom of the Hill. Do you remember that place? Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, my God. Too funny. All right, Puck. So he was there. So point being is we became friends somehow. And he was a real, you know, high energy kind of wacky guy. He was right. always into some kind of, he was a bike messenger in San Francisco. And he was always like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to the soapbox races. We're making a soapbox and we're we're going to be racing down the hill and blah, blah, blah. We're going to drink beer and do this. And and then I call him the next day. 
hey, I'm at my buddies. They they have a worm farm. We're gonna help breed worms and <laughs> and uh, you know we're gonna take it over and drop some soil off over to the hydroponic guys doing oh, marijuana grow. You know, just I like this talk, but yeah, that's my garden. Yeah, side. there you go. So you they were doing the worm stuff back before it was cool to do yeah, worm stuff. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So it was all um anyway, just interesting guy who's always involved in bizarre stuff. So he became a friend and you know, so then one day and I was hanging out at their apartment park, lived with this guy Leroy, who was also friends with my boyfriend who I had broken up with at that time. Mm-hmm. And he came home and he had this big stack of papers. He's like MTV might want me to be on this show, and oh my god, how did they find like, Look him? at all this. Do you remember? I have no idea. It yeah. was some like probably. I think he ran into someone who said, "You're interesting." Yeah, I could see someone approaching him because he's kind of wacky. Yeah, and that he might be a good character for a show. Mm-hmm. Either way, he came home with a packet that he had to fill out all this stuff, and I just remember that first day, and then suddenly he's on the show. And That's right. The show, the real world, right? The real world, San Francisco, mm-hmm. and I went over there to the house a couple times, and it was interesting. You know, it was a Victorian house, and you, like, I remember knocking on the door just to go hang out, and the camera people opened the door, and they had a whole bottom, almost like a whole bottom apartment full of camera guys, editing uh, bays, this and that, and huh. they're like, "Can you please walk up to the door and knock again?" Oh. Like, oh, okay. So I had to walk up to the door, and now they were all ready to start filming. So there were like, I think just two camera people, and then they followed me up and go in the house, and then we shot pool, and and wow. then there were just camera people on you the whole time. Which How did it feel? So Was that boring. weird or normal or? I think after a while, yeah, you can't help but notice there's a camera there, and you can't help but try to act a little cooler, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you they've turn done on your... studies on this. Really? Yeah. Well, this yeah, is fascinating there was a whole... to me. I think the whole reality scene is just crazy now, but and people act as if it's normal. It can't be normal. It's not. Yeah. You can't be normal when there's a camera and unless you completely maybe you're the Rolling Stones and used to having but you always kind of pump it up a little. You make it more interesting. Right. And they did this thing. It was a podcast on our reality shows really real and it was all done from the perspective of um like if someone it was the guy who was telling a story of he was at a baseball game and he was sitting with his, his wife couldn't make it. So it was the wife's best friend Okay. that made it with him and they were sitting next to each other. And this was, uh, the wife was a little bit like, I've always seen you looking at my best friend. And she kind of was weird about it, but the wife somehow couldn't make it. He's with this best friend who she accused him of like flirting once or twice so he was already like hypersensitive that the wife wasn't there Mm. and he goes but for whatever reason they messed up they were supposed to get the two people down the way that were actually getting married but instead they latched onto our seats because they had changed seats or something so the married they were the ones that the jumbotron all the cameras went to them and said and here's you know (laughs) bill and lucy so and so and they were like it's not us and then they go, come on, kiss. And everyone's like, kiss, 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 oh. kiss. And so he said, because the camera was there, there was a producer there, there was a whatever, right. uh, that they, like, did a kiss just for the camera. And, of course, he took a wrath of shit when he got home. And oh. it was this huge ordeal. But he said, 
it was the pressure and he'd done a lot of studies with reality people you want to give them you want to give the people what they want right sure and that's what makes your behavior shift is when you have a camera pointed on you you've got a producer there you've got people and you want to perform and you're saying that's the skewed part and it's it's almost like deep in your reptilian brain wow interesting and so do we do that are we doing that here (laughs) Are we? Probably, yeah. I think I'm talking a little... I think if you weren't... I guess you have to, yeah. Pump it up to be a little more exciting and... This is about as high as I Yeah. Wow. Excitement. Yeah. But anyway, so... So you shot pool there. Anything else exciting happened at the house? Like, do you remember I remember calling, like, I was a little mover and shaker back then. For some reason, I was always trying to, like, work angles and, like, get out of stuff free. And I thought I was such a... Such a smart person that I could like don't worry about it I'll get us in I'll work this in so little like car salesman and I remember calling my buddy at zebra tattoos and piercings and telegraph avenue in Berkeley Mm -hmm. and going hey man I'm gonna bring one of the girls down from the real world show and the cameras are gonna follow us and I'll get you free advertising if you give us free belly piercings he was like oh cool and then I remember that so I said this on the on the phone in the house, the MTV house. Uh-huh. And then the someone called right back and then we picked up and they were like, uh, whoever that was, you cannot use the MTV name for free advertising. Oh. And you can't use us to bargain, blah, blah, blah. Uh-oh. But, and I was like, oops, sorry. And then either way, we still went. You went anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we ended up, so it was with the girl Rachel from the show and she got her stomach pierced, and I did too. And I remember seeing the footage once. Yeah, I saw this too. This is the part I remember, yeah. And I was just like in the background. Nobody cared about my story. Ooh. Oh, well. You got to throw a drink on someone or something. Yeah. Make it exciting. Oh, which was the other part of yes, the Yes, yeah. Okay, anyway, so... so fast forward to years later. Okay, Dave Puck is on the show. He gets kicked off. He's the controversial one that ended up calling one of the guys on the show like said he had AIDS, the Pablo. Yeah, and he did dying. end up dying from AIDS yeah. and and something so about it was, the peanut butter. He would like eat peanut butter with his hands or something with a spoon and put a spoon back in. That is gross, yeah. He would blow snot rockets was his big thing. And right. yeah, he just always was that kind of guy. Remember he came over to our house? Yeah, you invited him over for, what was it, Christmas or Thanksgiving or? Yeah, it was Christmas because he came over for Christmas. He he would just call out of the blue and like drop by and whatever. This was so before he, the show, right? He wasn't, he was just Dave. I think it might have been after, yeah, probably after? before. I can't remember. Yeah. I don't know. But I met, I was always so desperate for dad's attention and he never paid attention and i just remember puck comes over and dad loves him because he has this maniacal like it sparked up all the dad's energy because dad's kind of add you know okay and then he's got this kid who's just like yeah all right let's do things and like dad was like yeah all right great and so we're supposed that was the day that our whole family we're doing a family day of going to the local christmas tree farm in san ramon we're supposed to cut down a christmas tree and and it was our tradition Mm -hmm. each year like the only fucking time our family got together as a team one time a year oh is that true i don't think so we did more than that. i have a very maybe i have a skewed vision of our childhood Uh, i seem to like to harp on the sad things (laughs) Yeah, I think we did more all the holidays and going to grandma's and stuff like that. I think we're all oh, right. Oh, yeah. 
but yeah anyway really i must i think i'm a sad sack <laughs> i apologize for that but anyway i'll just go with my Makes forlorn story yeah is that the proper use of that word forlorn <laughs> <laughs> yeah forlorn. anyway so t comes over puck comes over all of a sudden dad's like hey uh you guys go ahead and take the minivan puck and i are gonna take this our cool car and uh we'll meet you guys down there what? and i was like yeah and i was like oh my dad who doesn't pay attention to me and my friend who also doesn't pay attention to me, and they're getting together and they're going down to and i was so bummed and oh, then we no. had to like and all i remember is uh we went down we drove behind for some reason uh-huh we didn't meet them for 10 minutes or something we we were 10 minutes behind uh-huh. and they had already um gotten kicked out they were like getting in the car to go back home because what i guess puck yelled bear there's a grizzly there's a bear in here and he, he scared all the people out of the christmas tree farm and then they found out it was him and they got kicked out Aww. and then we came down there we're like what just happened yeah you don't remember this no i don't remember any of this Oh my god! That's so, did we and so we didn't get a Christmas tree. I don't remember. That's, that's the part. Hilarious! Oh my god! That's when I was yeah. So this, I don't know if we got one or if we. I'm sure they let us. I probably hated him, didn't I? You did. Yeah. I'm like, who yeah, does he think he is, Mister Cool Guy? Me, 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 me. Don't yeah. following, not following the rules. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Such a but nerd. anyway, so there's that, and then uh. And then I will make a long story here, a short story short, oh, says Adam. <laughs> My agent from New York, Abbott Bloomberg. <laughs> to make a short story short. Um, do you want me to tell the rest of this thing? Or do we want to move on from the subject? Puck? No, no, I love the reality show stuff. Yeah, I want to hear all your reality stories because it's, oh, it's crazy. No, but, well, I'm just telling this particular story because this guy, Puck, so we, uh, I was going to, I'd been to the Sun, Sundance Film Festival a few years in a row, and so how many, for some many, reason. How many years later is this from uh, This is years world. later. This so you must stayed have been friends in, with him for years? Yeah. Okay. This is probably in 2013 or something. Oh, so pretty recent. Or 2011 or. Yeah. But, so we had always, like, kept in touch maybe once a year or whatever. He what lived did he do in, after the show? Sorry, I keep interrupting. He was riding that wave for a while where he would make guest appearances. And I think I think he was, like, making some money doing... <gasps> Wait a minute. Didn't he do oh. some weird, like, weird beard, right? Didn't he come back on some oh, yeah. reunion show with, like, a beard? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That became a joke for a while with us, I remember. Yeah, weird beard. Oh, my god. Yeah, it was, like, the reunion thing. And then he ended up getting on a fight in that show. And right. He, um... So I was going to go to Sundance one year, and I ran into Puck, and I said, yeah, I want to go to Sundance, but everything sold out. I, I didn't get to it in time, because all the hotels and everything sell out really fast. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, you should come up. My buddy has a house there, and he's a chef. He has a house. You could stay with us. It'll be great. And I go, really? Okay, I'll buy my plane ticket. I go, can you get me from the airport, though, because I don't really have any money, and whatever, whatever. And he goes, of course, I will pick you up from the airport. It's about a half an hour to Salt Lake City Airport from Park City, Utah. Right. Okay. So I fly in. There's no place to stay. Everything is rented out in Park City. Uh-huh. It's 10 at night. And you have cell phones and all all that because it's I think, 2011 yeah. or Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. do have cell phones. Okay. And um, 
And then, so it's like the last plane. It's at night. There's no one around. It's snowing. It was a big uh. snowstorm. I have no money. I get there. And guess who's not there? Mm. Can you guess? <laughs> <laughs> so he's not there. And then um, I call and guess who doesn't answer the phone? Puck. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. What a dick. And so. What's going on? So, yeah. So I cannot get a hold of him. It's now an hour later. And I noticed there are barely any cars. There was one shuttle. And I stopped him before he went around the loop of the airport. Oh, my God. And I said, I, do you know how to get to Park City, Utah for Sundance? And he goes, yeah, I'm actually going there, but I'm, you're lucky you found me because I just happened to be going doing one more rounder for some other reason. But And I go, wow. I don't have any money, but I swear I will pay you back in the future. I can mail you a check, but could you get me to Park City? Because I'm just stranded here. And he was like, yeah, no problem. Oh, so he nice. drove me there. On the drive up, the half an hour, I told him my story. I told him there's no place to stay, this and that. I ended up staying at his brother-in-law's house, his sister and brother-in-law. And what? He the like shuttle let, driver? The shuttle driver. Oh he God. goes, I guess you could stay. They have a bottom room, and I'll just let you in. Oh, how random. It was like midnight at this point. And so I stayed in the shuttle driver's brother-in-law's Aww. house. And I think he may have even picked me up in the morning and drove me into the actual town. Like, nicest oh, guy in the nice. world. He said yeah. he just left a note on their kitchen that said, hey, there's some random girl in your downstairs room. <laughs> That's in awesome. In case they came to down. wake up to. Jeez. Yeah. So, nicest person in the world. And then suddenly I get a call, like, 10 o'clock that next morning. He's like, hey, I got your message. Sorry, man. I was taking mushrooms with the... It was like the Hungarian women's wrestling team. What? We took mushrooms <laughs> last night. Totally lost track of time. Oh, my it's like, God. And I just remember, like, fuck you. Yeah. I will never talk to you again. You're the biggest coxie. We're like, whoa, whoa, chill. I was oh, like, no. fuck you, dude. You are no longer my friend. And then yeah. iced. He went to the tundra. Oh. Frozen. Forever. I haven't talked to him since. Really? So, that was the last time you... Oh, man. I just was like, you know... And That's crazy. I'm sure I could be more forgiving, but there were so many other... Well... I could, it, you know, you just can't do that. Yeah. Some, I was so put in a position, and I, I'm like, you know what? I don't... That's I don't need friends lame. like that. Yeah. Now I might handle it differently, where I would just... Now that I'm older, you might put people like that in different categories like mm -hmm. maybe i don't trust that person to pick me up right because he's you know i would put them in the this is a fun person to hang out with but don't rely on them for anything. right don't give them any details or yeah any sort of yeah. trustworthy responsibility yeah. kind of thing so i have friends like that now that i put in a category of they're fun to hang out with but yeah don't right. uh, okay. ask him to watch your cat for a week so <laughs> you have no cat yeah oh but God. anyway yeah he had some he had some stuff, but I, I still really did have a lot of fun with him. He's a fun person. Yeah. And I can... hope that he's doing well. There you go. Wish and I might even try to reach out to him at some point and I'm sure we could still be buddies. Yeah. But, um. Wild. Yeah. That's so funny. So you have that big reality experience. And then the other one I know about because... It has to do with The Real Housewives, which I love, but I haven't watched the last few seasons of any of them. Have you ever gotten into it? Have you ever watched You're it? You're kidding. It's still on? Real Housewives? Yeah. Oh, Weens. Hello? 
What? <laughs> yeah, it's all over the place. There's Atlanta, there's Orange County, there's Beverly Hills. But it's still currently being New filmed? New Jersey, New York. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's Are you huge. Kidding? Not no. kidding. Andy Cohen has his own radio station. He does his oh, Watch see. What Happens Live, which is like the live after show Are with guests. Wow. Like a huge guests come on. Huge celebrities are fans of all the housewives. Like, reality, these people are stars. Like, major. Yeah. You're not involved in any of it, huh? Nothing on Bravo? You never watch Bravo? <laughs> Apparently not. Wow. I don't have cable. I just watch YouTube and Hulu and Netflix. Yeah. Well, but I also have... I'm in a micro... I'm in a little bubble. Yeah. I have put myself in a tiny world, so... Well, and you like real normal, heady... Like intellectual things, I like bubblegum, vapid, silly brain candy stuff too. Cause I just like escape. Because you have a, a very full <laughs> life. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm all about escapism. I just like fun, light, and you like That's... learning and educating and like striving for bigger, better things. So, uh, kudos to you. I'm just. Oh God! Don't say it like this that. This is no. why we're a good little yin yang thing going on. But um. No, I think it's, you have a very full, rich life, and you have a scientific brain, and you're smart, and you need a little escapism, and that's why those shows do so well. I think it's a lot of smart people watch that court show. Yeah, or not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so they've been going on forever, and I'm trying to think of the timeline. I always do it based on when I had kids. I think I was a new mom, so maybe 12 years they've had that many seasons, maybe more. But uh, we found out about it because we have an aunt and uncle who live in Orange County that were uh, approached. They live in the same neighborhood as Vicki Gumbelson and um, all the Orange County housewives, the original cast. And their neighbor is the producer of the show, or was the original producer. I don't know if he still is. But they approached our aunt and uncle to be the pilot um, episodes for like, family to do the Real Housewives of. And our family decided no, not to do it because our cousin is an actor and he was just starting out and he didn't want to be put into the box as a reality actor. I guess it was just kind of all starting up Mm -hmm. this whole reality thing. Right? Is this how you remember it? I don't remember it, so... Yeah, and I think they passed on it. I think his agent or manager said, nah, let's not do this. This is not good for your career. So they passed. Good choice, yeah. Yeah, and then they went on to Vicki Gumbelson's family, I believe, allegedly. And uh, then it took off, and they were the very first kind of show. that. And then, of course, now it's the franchise with all the different cities. And I think they're still friends with some of those families, or they you know, see them in the neighborhood, see them at the shops. But all right, and Uncle, yeah. It's I'm a whole different thing and doesn't she like play bunko with some of them or something yeah Yeah. anyway so rubbing elbows but i always thought that was pretty interesting and then you had a little crossover with the real housewives um yeah i first when i moved from san diego i moved to orange county with my boyfriend at the time Mm -hmm. and i was desperate like i just moved in an entire location to be with him and didn't know anybody, didn't have any job prospect. I was like, it was weird. It was like an impulsive thing, mm-hmm. kind of. So, but I can't not work. I don't have that ability. Well, right now. But <laughs> Except for now. <laughs> I get anxious and I want to bring in my own money. So I went and I found, I went 
I, uh, hello? I can't talk so well. <laughs> I can't talk. I love I'm you. I'm all excited. Okay, so I had remembered, I said, what the fuck do I do in this weird town? I remembered that when I was in New York, I did something called cater waitering. Uh, see, it rhymes, <laughs> folks. Cater waiter. It's really fun like that. <laughs> um, so I remember it paying well, and it was a job where you could say yes or no to parties and events. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a consistent nine-to-five thing that you get locked into. Because guess what? This wiener doesn't want to be locked down. <laughs> no locking this, this wiener, wiener wants down. to be free. This <laughs> wiener wants around. to be <laughs> unzipped and zonking in the world. <laughs> so I would only take jobs that I could easily quit or say yes or no to. Right. Um, it's also called ADD. <laughs> hey, can I ask you a personal question? Okay. <gasps> Do you think I have ADD? Um, I think you have a smattering of it. I think in certain um, situations, hunger levels, sleep levels, mood levels, yeah. Seems like Remember it. when you had said that you think you had told someone secretly that you think I have issues? Did I? Do you still think I have issues? <laughs> I think that you are constantly improving yourself and finding out about yourself. But yeah, I have a ton of friends that have adult ADD, and I'm very comfortable with it. I'm very used to it, and I do think you have actually a lot of friends. A little, yeah. It's weird. I kind of, I think I tend to like being around those people. It balances me out because I'm so boring. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I. Do you think you do? I mean. It, yeah, who cares? Well, I mean, I'll just, I'm just curious. Anyway, do you want to finish the story? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but this might be a good, a little, uh, yeah. Just imagine a pinball. Okay, anyway. So I took a job at a catering company called 24 Carat Catering. <laughs> and a picture of carrots on it. And my story's done. No. Um, so I started working for these guys. And we ended up, the guys, they were a brand new catering company. And he goes, hey, we got a call for the Houseways of Orange County. And uh, guys, make us look good. We're going to pick our top waiters. That I was one of them. Ooh. They call me the top wiener. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we went to this place and we did our little cater thing. And it was at Vicky's house, I guess, in the backyard. I remember and then why don't you tell the rest of the story? Oh, no, no. I just remember seeing it on TV. I barely remember. You were the behind the scenes one. You tell the story. Okay, so we they came up to us. Uh, the producer guy came up and said, we want you to serve these martinis, and this one's called the Vicky, and this one's called the whatever. And when you serve it, go say, here's the Vicky to the, to the chick. He goes, okay. like, he pointed her out and said, so I'm in one scene, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed, that I had to go up and say, did you order the Vicky? And she goes, what? Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was, I didn't know who she was. I didn't know why it was funny. And okay. So I'm just like some weird unsuspecting tart. And then, um, so anyway, that was one of them. But then I was talking to the producer guy later, like in one of the, you know, living room or something. And we just got to chatting. And I think maybe it's because he knew our uncle. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I know that you know those guys. And and then he 
he had said, uh, he's like, ah, oh, yeah, the ratings are really low this this time around. And he's like, ah, oh, well, maybe you could push one of the ladies in the pool. That would be. And I was like, ah, he's like, really, do you want to? Oh, my <laughs> like, gosh. And I couldn't, I can't, I still Reality. don't know if it was 100% serious or not. He may have just been a funny man. Allegedly but I think it kind of was. Asked you but... to push someone in the pool. Mm. And I was kinda it a joke to... or was it direction? Was he directing reality? It was a wink, wink, nudge, nudge that kind of didn't let up so soon. So I think maybe. Did you do it? it? You didn't do it, right? I thought about it and then I thought that I would do it if I wasn't attached to that new company. But yeah. they were so, they were like sweet and they were new and they really wanted to represent their company well on the show. Right. And then I'd be the asshole that worked for that company that yeah, did that. You don't want that. I would have otherwise because. You're too nice to do that, I think. I don't know. Right? But then I've got this secret vengeance against, like, snooty ladies. And yeah, like right. You're snooty. Orange County plastic <laughs> surgery ladies. Oh. No, I probably, I probably would not because I couldn't do it. But That would have been a hard um, question, though. But that would have been your two minutes of fame. How yeah, funny. yeah, that's probably the ego part. Would be like, yeah, but then I would be on TV, and yeah. but then um, also I could kill us because yeah. Anyway, good stories, Weens. Thank you for sharing. These are great stories. I like I it. This is my little world me. sometimes. Although again, I haven't caught up on them in a while. That was one of my um, New Year's resolutions. How lame is that to catch up on the housewives? And my Is husband it? used to watch them with me. I got him involved, and he got hooked on them, too. He would sit there with his laptop and pretend to do work, but then he'd secretly watch over the top of the computer. And then he was vested. Then he would tell me, like, honey, Housewives is on. And that was our little date night thing. But then finally he, like, snapped, too, and was like, what am I doing with my life? And so once he quit, I kind of quit, too. But see, now I'm missing out. All my friends still chat about it here and there. And I'm like, ah. Oh. So... Okay, so what is so intriguing about the housewives? What is it? Um, I don't know. I think it is the fact that they are. I have no idea. I don't know. I have no answer. That's well. Lame, I it? would okay. Here's my guess. Okay, you get to watch other people's lives, so you get to escape your own life and. I don't know yeah. either. I'm not well, I guess it's like maybe your inner cattiness. You get to have an outlet for it. Watching other people get catty with each other and say their quote-unquote real feelings. In, in real life, you can't actually do that. Like, it's not normal to confront people the way they do. So maybe it is some sort of outlet. Maybe the same way guys like, you know, Football. watching wrestling or, you know, boxing. They can't actually hit people in real life, but they like to watch it. Or violent movies or something. Maybe that's a girl thing. I don't is know. It, is it like, uh, that's interesting. Maybe if it's a taboo or oppressed, suppressed part of yourself. Yeah. So you get to see it but play that's out somewhere not, else. But then girls really want to be able to talk smack. See, I don't relate to that. Yeah. Not that different. I'm so, I... not that I'm so great or evolved or, but I don't, I always get really uncomfortable when people are mean to each other. Yeah. I do too. I hate it. I just, but but you have all those, you have all those inner thoughts. Like you just said, you secretly want to push those snooty Orange County ladies in the pool. It must be your reptilian brain or something. Something's in there. That reptile. Yeah. But anyway, so I'll try to catch up and um, 
go back to my little sugar womb of dumb TV. My dog is whining at the door. I'm going to let him out, and we need to go to... Okay, and... that's, a, that's a good metaphor for leaving. Let's... <sighs> Everybody, let the dog out. Let's let your dogs out. (laughs) All right, Weens. Well, thanks for catching up with me. Okay. Did you feel like you? I felt like I talked this whole time. Did you express yourself? I love your stories. I express myself just fine. Why don't you? I would like to leave on a mouse tip. Can you lead us out with a a rhyme scheme poem saying goodbye? Oh, don't do this to me again. I hate when you do this. Uh, when you wipe, you go front to back. You go front to back and wipe it up well. <laughs> That's so stupid. This sucks. <laughs> okay, the dog really needs to go. Speaking okay, of wipe, goodbye. I gotta get him out. Goodbye. All right, Mouse and Weens, everybody. Spell it all out. Mouse and Weens at gmail.com. <laughs> at Mouse and Weens. Instagram, Twitter. Do you hear him in the background? Yes. <laughs> And we will talk to y'all later. Please um, reach out to us. We want to be your friends. Love you. Bye. Bye.